to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Stevie Ray Vaughan with Back to Nagel on Rock 102. Yeah, it's going to be rainy today. That's all I get to tell you. Worse tomorrow. Not as bad today, apparently. Well, but it's still going to rain. Yes. I'm not it, uh, I'm not a big fan of this rain stuff. It's getting to be a bit much. Yeah. I'm kind of bored with it myself. Uh, today at 8 o'clock, we're going to give you the uh, keyword to cash. Could be worth your chance to win $1,000 right here on Rock 102. And we'll uh, we'll do a little round of Am I the A-Hole today, too. Should also point out that if you're going to be listening to the uh, today's show on the podcast, it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Uh, and a lot of other stuff coming up today, too. But that's... Uh, that's the bits and... Pe- the nuts and bolts. Was it the nuts and bolts or the bits and pieces or the twigs and berries or the uh, shaft and balls or uh, what is that? You had me until the shaft and balls. Uh, I'm going to say it's the mortar that holds the brick together. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. I like that. You like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's that's the stuff that's also coming up today, too. Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Want to know what it's... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 553 and 38 Special with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, chance of a shower or two throughout the day, but mostly sunshine with a high of 80. Tomorrow, uh, thunderstorms with a high of 71. It's 69, giggity, in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by ex- uh, Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. My favorite comedian, Amy Schumer, got accused of cyberbullying Nicole Kidman, then turned it into an opportunity to troll Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis for supporting Danny Masterson. Are you confused? She's on a roll. Are you confused yet? I'm, I was confused when you started. Well, let me break it down for you a little bit. Uh, it all started when Amy posted a picture of Nicole at the U.S. Open. She was sitting, staring blankly ahead with one hand under her chin, and Amy captioned the photo, This how humans sit. But then she took it down and apologized after everyone accused her of bullying Nicole and being a mean girl. But it wasn't so much an apology. It was, it was an opportunity to troll Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis for supporting Danny Masterson. She said, quote, I want to apologize to all the people I hurt posting a photo of Nicole Kidman and alluding to her being an alien. I will be asking the cast of That 70s Show to write letters advocating for my forgiveness. Hashtag taking time to heal. I'm not even buying that. I'm not even buying that either. She's a horrible person. I don't even know if I want to go that far. Because if if you're going to start bullying her for bullying other people, well, actually, you're bullying her for not being a funny comedian. Well, I've I take that back. Her. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't deserve to have this uh, platform that she has. That's an, it, it's uh, it's it's built in a house of straw. It could fall apart at any time. Hey, uh, Disney will increase the prices of their ad-free tiers of Disney Plus and Hulu starting on October twelfth. They'll go from ten ninety nine a month to thirteen ninety nine a month. Perfect. And the annual plan will raise from one hundred nine to one thirty nine. Uh, and Hulu's price will rise from fourteen ninety nine to seventeen ninety nine. It's almost like having cable television. Here's the problem with that. Yeah. And follow me uh, on this one too. Uh huh. Um, I have to hope and pray that the person that I'm not using the password and username from cancels their yeah. subscription. Yeah, that's I mean, the that's, real, real. That's tough, the re- right tough thing to do. Because that three bucks is on them. I'm yeah. just you know, yeah, you know, jumping on their back for their subscriptions 
Uh, it doesn't stop there. They're also launching a new premium bundle of ad-free Disney and Hulu for $19.99 a month. Totally worth it. Uh, of course, it doesn't stop there. The price of ESPN will be raised from $9.99 to $10.99, and Hulu will li- will live Hulu with live TV will go from $69 to uh, $76 a month. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've got nothing but money. Well, that's because you're getting TV with it. Don't you want TV? Wow. Yeah, I suppose. You know, the, the, the funny thing is they're promoting an ad. You can buy a, a cheaper tier that has ads to it. Yet if you buy television, which has nothing but ads, it's $70 a month. I don't understand that. <laughs> well, and that's how they normally make their money. They don't. Uh, if well, you want it ad-free, it's going to... But they're, run you. but they're already making money off the advertisements that they're running on the live TV anyway. So why do you need extra money in order to pay? I, it, because it's, they're because ESPN in particular uh, has broadcast contracts in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay for that, I, and they want everybody to cough up another extra five. If they bucks. could find a way to squeeze another five hundred dollars yeah. a month out of you, they'd do it. Wonka director Paul King says Timothy Chamelet. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, it's Timothy. Uh, singing voice reminds him of Bing Crosby. He says, quote, Timothy's got a beautiful singing voice. There's quite a range because it goes from, it does go from a couple of bigger showstopperish sort of things to moments of real, pure emotion. And he can do it all. I'm going to sound like a crazed fan. Uh, this might sound like we can expect Wonka to be a musical, but it is not. Paul describes it as, quote, a movie with songs. Which but is, not a musical. Which is a musical, isn't it? Um. Well, I mean, was the uh, original film a musical? I mean, there was... Well, yeah, I guess it was a musical. Yeah, never mind. Take that yeah. back. Yeah. I, uh, I'm actually... Uh, I want to see this. This is like the precursor to how Willy Wonka got his... Came to be. Ah. Do you ever read the book? The book is actually really good. The book <laughs> is actually better than the movie. You're asking me if I read a book. I know. Oh, I'm my. going on. A, I'm way on a limb here. Book. Does it have Cliff Notes? It has Cliff's Notes. I can do it. I can read it. It it gets more involved in like the you know how we discovered the Oompa Loompas, you know, you know, you know how he how we started. A little more backstory in the book. Wasn't the uh, he discovered the Oompa Loompas by uh, in, uh, going along with a bunch of Europeans over to a. N- nation where they had no idea who the people were and just started imperializing the nation and then uh, claiming the Oompa Loompas as slaves and then bringing them back to a factory to make chocolate. Well, it's it's much more complicated than that, Steve. Are you sure? Much more. The upcoming Frasier revival uh, sees Frasier Crane moving back to Boston, which has, his, uh, has to have his fans wondering if he'll wander into his old favorite hangout. Cheers. But didn't the bar close anyway? Yes. It did. Yeah, so it says, we have tragic news for you. The show has actually killed off Cheers. But the the bar closed back in 1993. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it probably turned into like a, like a Applebee's or something like that. It's now a Bath and Body Works. Probably is. You want to buy soap, everyone yells, Norm! And you get a free makeup kit on your birthday. Uh, according to Entertainment Weekly, the iconic bar Cheers is no more. If it makes you feel any better, the characters have a new haunt. It's called Mahoney's, and it's named after John Mahoney, the actor who played Fraser's dad in the original series. Uh, he died back in 2018. Yes. 
Wow, that's nice. No more cheers. Well, it'd be nice to see what happened to all those uh, all of those alcoholics around that bar. Well, it'd be nice to see a cameo here and there. Uh, the Drew Barrymore show resumed taping yesterday. They're not using writers, so they're not violating the Writers Guild strike rules, but the WGA was not happy about it. Two audience members showed up wearing WGA pins that were handed by to them by picketers outside of the studio, and those two audience members were asked to leave before the show even started. Man, she's really breaking all the rules. Here. Yeah, she's a scab is what she is. Why would you do that? I don't know. There's got to be some pressure coming uh, from somewhere, and she bought into it. I guess so. I, I mean, you're kind of ticking everybody off. Then. Oh, uh, wait wait till it ends. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how your writers react to you then. And uh, Kim Kardashian had dinner with her pal Lori Sanchez. Really? Yeah. She must had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had dinner with a Sanchez was when Ray J gave me a strawberry Sanchez with sprinkles in that uh, sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. All right, I'm going to use my imagination yeah. try to imagine what a strawberry Sanchez is, and I'm sure it's not pretty. You use pustachio ice cream. Right. Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once had a tongue freeze from the Cherry Garcia. <laughs> a little clam belly ripple ice cream. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I had chocolate surf served from the back of the store. More like hog and don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! So, you're thinking of tinting your car? Who's got your back? Marcotte Ford. That's who. At Marcotte, having your back goes well beyond your purchase. You see, Marcotte knows your time is very valuable. So when you need your vehicle serviced, Marcotte goes above and beyond. Marcotte will pick up your vehicle from your home or work, service it, and then return it to you. So when Marcotte says they have your back, they have it before, during, and after your purchase. See for yourself. Get started by contacting Marcotte Ford on Main Street in Holyoke or MarcotteFord.com. See dealer for complete details. Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, Craftsman, and Aaron's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, do you remember yesterday when I made the prediction that the New York Jets weren't going to make the playoffs? And you remember me telling you that the expectations of a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers were unrealistic and destined for disaster? Well, I hate to be the one to say I told you so, but it looks like I told you so. And while my undeniable gifts of prognostication appear to be on point, I can't say I'm particularly happy about it. Last night on Monday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers was taken off the field following the first possession of the game. With just 10 minutes and 56 seconds remaining in the first quarter, Rodgers twisted himself around trying to avoid being sacked by Buffalo defensive end Leonard Floyd. In doing so, Rodgers' foot planted in the turf and boom! He's being carted off the field in what could be a season-ending injury to his left Achilles. Now, I'm no medical professional, but blowing out your Achilles at nearly 40 years old isn't just a little boo-boo that ends your football season. It's potentially the sort of career that might put the brakes on your Hall of Fame football career. And while that's bad news for Jets fans who were hoping that Rodgers was going to get them to their first Super Bowl in 55 years, the good news is they were still able to beat the Bills 22-16 in overtime. And they did it not with Aaron Rodgers, but with Zach Wilson instead. As I've said many times before, I love me some Aaron Rodgers, one of the most talented players in NFL history. But now he's a 39-year-old man with a bum foot, depending on the results of MRI, and he may have just played his final game with the New York Jets after only one possession. And while that may seem like a tough break, 
I would remind you that his three-year contract with the Jets will pay him a guaranteed sum of $75 million. In other words, while his football career might not be looking very good, I'm pretty sure he's going to make ends meet. Meanwhile, I'm looking at a pretty solid side hustle as a fortune-telling clairvoyant because apparently my ability to tell the future is right on the screws with or without the Jets winning in overtime. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pretty soon, you're going to see leaves all over your lawn, and you'll be saying, wait here, suckers, and you tear over to Rocky's for a leaf blower, a big-ass rake, or leaf bags. And if those poor leaves have an up-and-run for their lives, by the time you return, you'll vanquish them quickly with a fall cleanup and all the gear that you got at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Fields Classic Rock at 614 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny and then could see a rain shower or two throughout the day. High of 80. Tomorrow, thunderstorms with a high of 71 at 69 in downtown Springfield. You know, um, on any given day, um, I, I rarely say to myself, you know what I want to do today? Today is the day I want to spend like the whole day in Holyoke. Yeah, nobody's ever said that. I've never, I mean, other than like the, the road race or the, the parade and you know, and then trying to find your car uh, after an hour hour or two of drinking nothing but jello shots and green beer, you think, well, um, I'm going to spend my whole day in, uh, in, the, pa- in the paper city. Uh-huh. Rarely find myself doing that. Today, however, all that changes because today is the day that Holyoke welcomes the white hut yeah, yeah baby that's, that's what, what i'm talking about. about yeah it's uh it's opening today at the formal pe- uh, the former people's bank uh, location on uh, Hamden street ooh the do you get uh, is it do they put your burger in a vault i don't know but i'll be depositing cheeseburgers into my mouth in uh, in a, just a matter of hours if i'm lucky yeah, you know, see, this is the this is the thing, you know, when uh, when White Hut, when the uh, when uh, when the Yee family uh, went ahead and uh, saved it in West Springfield, yeah, you know, it it it, it flourished like uh, like never before because people realize, hey, listen, if you don't patronize your local, uh, you know, traditional outlets like a White Hut, yeah, there's always the risk that they can go away, and now there's expansion in the White Hut. And the same menu that you've enjoyed since 1939 in West Springfield, now available in Holyoke. You know, I never thought I'd see the day I where know. we'd uh, have hamburger involvement. Yes. You know? I know. I know. I, I thought I'd never live to see the day where where someone at White Hut had a lot of options. There's a, uh, a ribbon cutting at 11 a.m. Uh, it's 825 Hamden Street in Holyoke. They're going to be uh, giving out complimentary burgers and dogs. I don't know if that's a good idea to do that in Holyoke. Hey, we have something free here. Yeah, but it's like from 11 to noon. It's only for an hour. Yeah, but you ever sit in like a parking lot of a Burger King and throw French fries and watch all the seagulls come and get it? (laughs) That's kind of like what you do when you say, hey, there's free food here in Holyoke. And all of a sudden, the seagulls come out and go, I know. And then one's got fried onions hanging out of its beak. No, I understand yeah. that you know there's a certain, you know, vulture mentality yeah. that may exist in some of those parking lots. But um, we've never had experience with that at one of our Rock 102 work release programs where the vultures come out for scraps. Car, 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 car. And then they, you know, they're picking up t-shirts and CDs yeah. from 
DVDs. I've, I've known people that have driven as much as 25 miles out of their way to get a free donut that oh, have been yeah. sitting outside for more than an hour or two. Yeah, well, some people, uh, it's the mentality of the word free. Mm-hmm. When you have free, you you sus- it's almost like you suspend all the other expenses that you have, like gasoline or uh, or other food that you could have easily bought without stopping here. You know the ironic part about this is? Wow. So, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, f- you know when, it, when someone says free, they go out of their minds and they, you know, they, they, they bulldoze their way through the crowd to get something free. But if you went to some of your uh, uh, your quote-unquote higher-end burger joints yeah. and you're paying $15, $16, $17 for a hamburger, yeah. you can go to White Hut, get a historically delicious hamburger for mm, less than 6 bucks yeah. per burger. I think it's like $4 for a burger. Yeah, the uh, it's four fifty for the hamburger, five fifty for a double hamburger. Whereas if you went to like some other place, and I'm not gonna name names, but I think you know who I'm talking about, it's like uh, it's like fifteen dollars for one burger. You don't get those fried onions. You don't get uh, all the other things you can put on top of it. And it's just it's just it's like a perfect burger. But you get bottomless fries at other restaurants. Yeah, well, the fries are only three fifty at the at the White Hut. Yes, but are they bottomless? If you're going there with the idea of being bottomless, yeah. pretty sure the police will arrest you before you walk into the uh, front door. I, I was going to say, uh, when they call them bottomless fries at Red, Red Robin, it's really just the guy in the back not wearing any shorts at all. Really? Because <laughs> While uh, he's cooking them. I was going to say, that maybe that's the reason they kicked me out of there. Yeah. No, they, they'd embrace you in there. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, once I realized but, they were bottomless fries, I had myself an onion ring tower. But uh, but good for the White Hut expanding after all of these years. Yeah, that's great. I'm very happy for I'm happy for Holyoke as much as I'm happy for uh, the Yee family and the, uh, the the Bean Restaurant Group. Happy for them. Happier for the uh, the city of Holyoke that really right. deserves to have uh, good news once in a while. So let me let me just figure this out. The kitchen over in Longmeadow is no longer associated with this. Is that what that is? I don't that- even know what the situation was. The kitchen in Longmeadow was opened by the previous owners family, of the I White thought, Hut. But I thought it was the family of the White Hut. Yes. But I don't know what the status is of that place anymore. I know it's still open. I don't know if it's operated by the same yeah. family. And now it's just the kitchen. That's all it is. All that's, right. that's what so it's called. Maybe, uh, yeah, because it used to be the White Hut Kitchen, right? <sighs> think so. I don't know. I didn't spend that much time over in uh, Goldenville over there, so <laughs> I don't. You know, every, anytime I have to go to Longmeadow, it's uh, you know to bring somebody their dry cleaning or uh, right. you know uh, yeah. maybe maybe trim some hedges on somebody's house. Maybe maybe you brought the door dash to yeah. their the end of their driveway. Uh, speaking of restaurants, McDonald's is getting rid of their self serve drink stations. Is what, it too what, co- complicated of a process to get your own soda pop? I always thought it was kind of cool that you could go up and put in all different flavors of whatever you wanted there and make uh, make like sewage water or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It was good stuff. Yeah, they're going to be getting rid of the self self serve drink stations and transitioning. To a system where the employees will fill all the cups. They're not taking away free refills, but they do think the system will cut back on theft and be more hygienic, especially in a post-COVID world. You had the thing open the entire time during COVID. 
And now that the chances of people getting sick that, have decreased, now you're worried about being hygienic? That's what this is. This is more about the cost savings that they're going to be saving from not letting people pour their own sodas. Here's the thing I don't understand, Steve. Yeah. If you're offering free refills, yeah. it's not theft. No, but it is theft when you didn't even buy a soda from there and you walk in. And because there's nobody policing that, anybody can walk into a McDonald's and start grabbing the sodas right off the right off the thing. Don't they give you a cup? Don't they have to give you a cup? And uh, yeah, but the but 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 my point being is anybody can walk in there with whatever cup they want and start pouring. It's not like somebody's. They're too busy making Big Macs to pay attention to what's going on out in that lobby area. I find it very hard to imagine that McDonald's, being as big of a corporation as they yeah. are, are losing their shirts well, over the uh, the free refill station of the, uh, the, the, the soda fountain. I was just talking to my sister about this yesterday, about how much restaurants make on fountain sodas and the upcharge of what... You know, you go to into a place, let's say you go into a Red Robin. Right. You know, a commercialized restaurant. Three bucks for a soda. But it's unlimited refills. Well, how many Cokes can you drink? Like, how much of that stuff can you drink? They know that you're not going to drink that much stuff. There's probably one or two people that can drink five Cokes in a sitting. But mm-hmm. most people drink one, maybe two drinks and you talk about how much that syrup costs in bulk it really doesn't cost that much you're talking maybe 30 cents a dose from the uh from the from the syrup right 30 cents and then you're charging $3 so well what's a, what's a big mac cost now like 6 bucks 7 okay. bucks right yeah. so they've they've upped the charge of that right right and the dollar menu isn't as uh, lengthy as it used to be. There's nothing for a dollar on the dollar menu. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're, I mean, they're adjusting their prices to make sure that the soda can be free refills without them losing their shirt. Oh, of course. The they idea are. that only a qualified McDonald's technician can pour you a soda seems a little stupid to me. You want, uh, you want the Big Mac secret? I'll give you a my Big Mac secret. Sure. Order a McDouble with Mac sauce on it. It's the same thing without the lettuce. Will they let you do that? Yes, they will. And it's really? free. So you pay only $2 for the McDouble versus $6 for a Big Mac. All you're worried about is getting an extra piece of bread and some lettuce. Big deal. I could even go without the special sauce. Well, that's what makes it special. Well, there's a lot of things that make it special. The two off beef, beef patties, patties, special sauce, sauce uh, pickle, lettuce, cheese, pickles, pickle, onions, pickle, sesame seed, bun, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. You know that better than I do. Oh, I grew up on it. Yeah, I didn't grow up on that. Either way, I find it. Uh, you know, I mean, I've I've been able to uh, transition from uh, receiving a soda from the server, from the cashier, to being able to fill my own cup yeah. pretty smoothly. It didn't take a lot of training. It didn't take a lot of uh, extra effort. And actually, uh, in time, I wound up mastering the process. Yeah. Now they're going to take it away from you. Well, I got really good at it after a while. Well, it's funny how they're taking away things, taking things away from people. Like how many people, how many of these stores are pushing you to do self checkout? 
yet oh, not I, reducing the cost of anything in the in the thing by saying you're saving money by not having employees there. Yeah, and also doesn't speed up the process too. Because how many times do you try to scan something? It doesn't scan, and then you got to call the person over anyway. Yeah, it's a self checkout sucks. I don't yeah, care what anybody says. The whole thing. But uh, yeah, as far as you being your own employee and grabbing your own drink, that is going to be a thing of the past at McDonald's. <sighs> You think about how much money you're making off of one soda. It's unbelievable. You spell, uh, if you make two bucks a soda. Yeah. Profit. Yeah. Clear profit. Two bucks every day. Uh, that's a lot of $2 bills. It's uh, 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's the season for storage and savings at the bar. It's 628 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast. I'm not interested in doing that for you. We have a uh, fascinating uh, round of uh, Am I the A-Hole coming up probably after, what, 7? Seven, 7 o'clock. Okay, yeah, fair enough. 7 o'clock. We'll that do sounds that. good. Uh, do you want to laugh in the meantime? Hey, suppose. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. These are stupid today. That's okay. Stupid's yeah, never stopped us before. Uh, let's see. Uh, yo, yo, mama is so fat she's hot because she has her own personal global warming. I didn't I tell you that it wasn't funny. Are these jokes about uh, all going to be about fat shaming? No. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want something else? Uh sure. Uh, what did you hear about the magic tractor? No, I didn't. It turned into a field. <laughs> Get it. Yeah, that's not very yeah, funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Parallel lines have so much in common. Really? It's, it's a shame they'll never meet. Uh, <clears throat> I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's good. Did you did you want something else? No. No, we, uh, we just got news next. Oh, a guy walks into a bedroom and he goes, here's our bedroom where the magic happens. Uh, I say I'm horny and my wife disappears. <laughs> See, <laughs> See there funny. you go. That, that was, was worth good. waiting. Yeah, that was worth it. it. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News. 634 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to five, get a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A flash flood warning was issued in Hamden County on Tuesday evening amid heavy rain and thunderstorms. Western Mass News visited some of those hard-hit areas as rain totals continued to climb in Chicopee. Dramatic scenes throughout much of uh, southern Hampshire County on Monday. Now videos from Springfield and Chicopee as folks are dealing with heavy downpours that brought thunder and lightning along with it. They actually closed the the highway. Uh, Mass Pike to Route to I-291 ramps in Chicopee were closed in both directions due to flooding. Really? Yeah. According to the Mass State Police, there were major delays in the area of I-90 and I-291 due to the heavy rainfall and flooding. The off-ramps from the Mass Pike near I-291 was closed in both directions for some time. Jesus. Officials were asking motorcyclists and drivers to avoid the area and seek alternative uh, alternative routes at this time. Who's driving a motorcycle out in the rain like that, other than Billy Joel? I don't know, but I always think that uh, that when you're caught in the rain, it's only because you didn't pay attention to the forecast from Dan Brown of Western Mass News. I don't know about that. Well, okay, okay, then Don Maharher. Maharher. 
You didn't pay attention to Janet Brown when you should have. Janet Brown. She would have told you exactly whether or not you should be on your bike or not. No, I see everybody was paying attention to Lapis, and everybody got it wrong. And there was your first mistake. And that's usually what happens. Uh, MGM Resorts International is reporting they have identified a cybersecurity issue that is company-wide. MGM Resorts is the parent company of the MGM Springfield Casino, which also has been impacted. The MGM Resorts International and individual casinos' websites were uh, unavailable as of yesterday. I think they might be back up online now. According to a statement on the company's uh, X and Facebook social media accounts, MGM Resorts recently identified a cybersecurity issue affecting some of the company's uh, systems. Promptly after detecting the issue, we quickly began an investigation with assistance from leading external cybersecurity experts. We also notified law enforcement and uh, took prompt action to protect our systems and date, including shutting down certain systems. Our investigation is ongoing, and we're working diligently to determine the nature and scope of the matter. And that's all the information that we have. So, would that have compromised anybody who was gambling or just compromising, like, the finances of MGM? I don't know. Hmm. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> you won't know until you get a thing in the mail saying, hey, by the way, uh, just like any other organization that you get. Well, hey, not- somebody hacked into our system and they have your social security number now. Uh, we can offer you a life lock for a year. <laughs> Or a free T-shirt. I'll take it. I'll take the uh, the dish set that they uh, give away. I get the flyers every uh, week. They have a pot and pan set, and, mm-hmm. uh, dishes, things like that. Maybe a, maybe a George Foreman grill. Who wouldn't like one of those? Everybody wants one of those. You can grill right in your kitchen. Just set it and forget it. Now watch the fat just drip away. Uh, see, you're just uh, you're mixing. Uh, set it and forget it was the Ronco rotisserie. You're right. But really, I mean, the, the the George Foreman grill didn't take a lot of, you know, you didn't have to be like on top of it checking no, it. No, no, you didn't. You, you, drop the, you drop the lid and boom, you're, you're getting, you're cooking whatever you want. You can make paninis or grill a steak right in the convenience of your kitchen. And everything in between. And everything in between. Voters uh, today will narrow the field of candidates for both Office of Mayor and Service on the uh, City Council in Springfield. With early voting ended, uh, the polls will be open today from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. The candidates for mayor are Mayor Dom Dom and four challengers. State Rep. Orlando uh, Ramos, City Councilor-at-Large Justin Hurst, City Council President Jesse Letterman, and David Francis Chiampi. Uh, the two top vote-getters will advance to the general election uh, November 7th. All right. Well, we'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. And in, uh, in all, 21 candidates seek five seats at, at large counselors. They are. Ready? Okay. All 21 of them. Juan Francisco Cisco Latore III, Drew Keaton L., uh, L incumbent Tracy Whitfield, Mike Lee, Nicole Coakley, Thomas Oakley, incumbent Katerie Walsh, Linnell uh, Gasquet, Juan Caraballo III, incumbent Sean Curran, Deborah Fletcher, Brian Santanendo, Kim Marie Rivera, Jerry Martin, Willie Naylor, Soraya uh, Denise uh, Michaela, uh, Norin Ralando, Edward Nunez, uh, Jose Delgado, Jonathan Varent, and, and uh, Charles Anthony Stokes. Did you get them all? Only you can make a list of names sound like a field sobriety test. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like... 
Like, could you step out of the car and name all, right. all the candidates yeah, for the they, at-large seats of the uh, Springfield City Council? Uh, there's Ron Francisco Latour. Is it Latour or Latour? I don't know. <laughs> he's got he's got three he's got three eyes next to his name. And then Drew Keaton L. I never heard the last name L. E L. Uh, all right, uh, all right, pervert. Uh, Tracy kiss the Whitfield, ground. Mike Lee, Nicole Coakley, <laughs> Thomas Oakley, Carrie Walsh. I know her. I think I've heard her, her before. <laughs> I think I've seen her. Linnell Gask. Yeah, these people naming their kids all these names. Yeah. Stupid. The nerve. Stupid. Uh, and you can find out where to vote on uh, springfieldmad.gov uh, elections. So if you didn't know where your polling place was. You can find it there. Yeah. If you've never voted in an election, today might be the day to go. Holyoke officer seized a gun, several drugs uh, in the area of the Racing Mart in Holyoke on Saturday. According to the Holyoke police officer, stopped two individuals who stated they were walking on Main Street near I-391 when suddenly a man in a black Acura pointed a gun towards them and began driving towards the Racing Mart. When police started to check the area of the establishment, they saw the Acura with tinted windows unattended. Following an investigation, officers found and arrested the man. Then, after a thorough search of the vehicle, they found a firearm with a large-capacity magazine, about 40 bundles of heroin, and a small bag of cocaine. What magazine do you think he was reading? Uh, Field and Stream? I was going to say Guns and Ammo. Yeah, I'm more going. I think he's more of the hunter type. Maybe. He's, he's more of a Field and Stream guy. Maybe he's reading High Times or Easy Rider magazine. Easy Rider? That's not bad. You get to see uh, chicks almost naked. Yeah, that's always been the best part about Easy Rider magazine. Uh, officials revealed the identity of the man to be 32-year-old Donovan Mangual, and he's being charged with uh, all kinds of things. Uh, ammunition without an FID car, possession of a large-capacity firearm, and uh, not attending the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. All right. There's a lot going on in this story. Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably shouldn't have had all those guns. Probably shouldn't have been where he was at. Probably shouldn't have uh, you know, brandished the weapon out of the, uh, the window of his car. But I think we can all admit... At least he's driving a pretty good car with good gas mileage and a fine reliability uh, history. It's a great car. Hackers are very nice cars. Yeah. I, uh, uh, Mike Quincy uh, talks highly of them. Of course. What's not to love? There's a uh, new step forward for tenants in several Springfield Gardens apartment buildings as a new owner steps forward after significant concerns about living conditions and security issues raised by tenants and investigated by Springfield City officials. We've also learned 33 more Springfield Garden buildings are up for sale. Hmm. What can I do to get you into this dilapidated piece of crap today? <laughs> uh, who was the uh, person that bought these buildings? Were the company that bought the buildings? Uh, I'm not really sure. Sold to a new landlord. Uh, according to the Hamden County Registry of Deeds, units hmm. 12 through 20 in Mattoon and 66 Mattoon and all those were sold to subsidiaries of Patriot Liberty LLC out of West Springfield on August 28th. Mayor Dom Dom said that sale was long overdue. I mean, because you'd hate to see like a, I don't know, an inattentive slumlord be bought out by another inattentive slumlord. I'm not saying this company is, uh, is that kind of company. I'm just saying if you've lived in a bad, nasty apartment and it's been purchased by someone who has no real desire to make anything more than that, then, you know, you're really not you're really not anywhere in that story. You know, God bless the city of Springfield. My favorite movie of all time was uh, The Great Money Pit with Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. Mm. Now, while that was a great uh, 
fantastical movie. This is not fantasy. This is real life. We can't have people falling through floorboards as they walk up 40 flights of stairs. Sure, Tom Hanks was able to recover in time for some of his other films. Well, Tom Hanks is a very versatile actor. Eh? Uh, he can play any kinds of any kind of part he wants. You know, he played uh, he played that uh, stranded guy on the island. Remember that one? I do. Where he had the he had the ball that was his friend. Mm-hmm. Oof, wow, with the friends and the ball. <laughs> then he had that. Uh, then he had that war movie he was part of. I cried my eyes out at that. Right. Thing. The first thing it reminded me of my uh, my ancestors fighting in World War Two. And then he was in the he played that uh, that that kid. Uh, the kid who was in like all the history, but nobody really believed him. Right, he right. Slow. Sure, right. Yeah. And just, then he was that lawyer that almost lost his job because he got sick. I never saw that one. It wasn't very funny. No, no, not a comedy. I do like that Bruce Springsteen song that came from it, though. <laughs> yes, of course. I used to hear it all the time on Rock One Hundred Two. Didn't you? I don't even know. Did you play that in the nineties? Uh, I have no recollection of it. I know you play like current Tom Petty and current. We only play the hits, Steve. Only the hits. Are you sure? Or things that rhyme Rhyme with with hits. hits. Yes. Lots of things that rhyme with hits. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny. Could see a rain shower or two in the afternoon. High of 80 tomorrow. Thunderstorms with a high of 71 is 69. Giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Listen to this. 11. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 652 and bad company with Fax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a mix of sun and rain today with a high of 80. Tomorrow, thunderstorms with a high of 71. It's uh, 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Bob Dylan is coming to uh, Springfield Symphony Hall on November 1st and at the Palace Theater in Waterbury on November 11th. And Rock 102 wants to send you to the show. Tickets are on sale now, but Rock 102 is hooking you up for free. Uh, this Friday, it's a free ticket Friday. Your chance to score a pair of tickets to see Bob Dylan from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Damn. Yes. Bob Dylan. The Bob Dylan? The very Bob Dylan that has been so important for the last 60 years. I can't believe he's still alive. You know what? Uh, nothing but clean living for that guy. Uh, clean living. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's an annoying term. I know, but that's why I said it, and uh, he's coming to Springfield. So uh, how awesome is that? Uh, would you like a uh, Would you like a survey? Yes, I would. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, why not? All right. Survey said. Uh, would you Would you say you're a rock star at your work? No. No, are you sure? No, I think I'm uh, at the very best. Just another employee. Do, do you hit the ground running? Not at my age. Do you work hard and play hard? Yeah, no. And do no. you thrive in a fast-paced environment, or do you hate people who use terms like that? I kind of, uh, well, I distrust people who use terms like that. One in five people say they hate corporate buzzwords, partly because we hear them so much. 85% of workers say they hear annoying terms like that at least once a week. 40% say once a day. The most common uh, one we hear, that's a win-win. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. And it also made the most, uh, list of most annoying buzzwords. Here's the top 10. The new normal. Yeah, I don't like that. It's just normal. Like, sorry, but, uh, corporate buzzwords are the new normal. Culture. Getting drunk at lunch every day doesn't fit our corporate culture. I don't know. Have you seen some of these guys going on a liquid lunch date? Uh, I don't know. Eh. I used to have a boss that would, uh, 
go on the liquid lunch? Like at 10.30 in the morning and then not show up again till like 2 o'clock in the afternoon? It's 5 o'clock somewhere. That's right. And you go into his office, he closes yeah. the door, and he sleep for two hours before it's time to start packing up to go home. Really? And nobody yes. ever caught on to that? He was the general manager. Yeah, but I mean, he like answered nobody, to nobody. nobody said, hey, uh, you might want to uh, take a look at the old granddad's habits over here. I think the reality is the yeah. less you saw of him, the better things ran. Yeah, that's usually true. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, circle back. Yeah, I don't like that. Let's circle back on this once you're sober. <laughs> From your liquid lunch at 1030. Yeah. Boots on the ground. No one has ever said boots on the ground here. You don't know that. Not that I've heard. Yeah, but they have those sales meetings up there. It's probably one of those things. Look at this cold calling isn't working for some reason. We need more boots on the ground. Yeah, see, but that we've never it's never been passed along to the low lifes like us. You don't think General Custer up there says that during his little meetings? He might. I could see him yeah. doing that, but he just hasn't, you know, it infiltrated the the culture downstairs. Give a hundred and ten percent. It's more like thirty percent. You know, it's not possible to give one hundred and ten percent. It's either one hundred percent or it's less. Thirty uh, percent, I think, is uh, I the think average. Thirty is reasonable. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, low hanging fruit. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really get that. The win win. We already talked about that. One move the needle. I tried to get a raise by telling my boss I'm giving a hundred ten percent, but it didn't move the needle. You know, whenever I hear of a boss, and we had a boss here many years ago that loved to not only move the needle, but he also liked to push the envelope. Oh. Now, uh, was, that the guy, was that the end of the day, it is what it is guy? No, was no. A different guy. It was a guy oh. before him, and he liked to push the envelope and the needle. Uh, anytime I had my envelope pushed, it didn't move my needle. Growth hacking. Did you ever hear that one? No, that's new. It's coming up with cheap and easy ways to expand business or gain exposure. Like, I'm growth hacking our listener base by leaking nudes of myself online. You know, that's like one of the reasons why. That's more like a gross hack. Yeah. yeah. Like, when you watch Succession, do you notice all the buzzwords <laughs> that are used in every single episode? Yeah. It's like nothing but buzzwords and, and metaphor. Well, that's what they like doing. They like talking like that. Yeah, but half the time it was hard to figure out what who was talking about what and when. You know why, Bax? Because you're not thinking outside of the box. And you're that's right. number 10. We didn't move that needle. I'm really going to have to think outside the box now. You ever notice the people that say we should think outside the box are the worst people who think outside the box? The what? The, the people that yeah. want you to think out of the box yeah. are the people who are most incapable of thinking outside the box. Oh, well, that happens all the time. Yes. I want you to think outside the box. But when you think outside the box, I'm going to put those things back into the box so that there's less out-of-the-box thinking. I uh, I remember that guy that used to think out of the box. He wanted us to do a laser tag. Uh, yeah. Maybe we have to do a laser tag contest. Six months later, he was put in a box. Yeah. Well, you know what? And rightfully so, because at the end of the day, <laughs> it is what it is. He moved his needle <laughs> without the yeah, door. Yeah, he moved his needle, and it was a win-win from the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> We'll circle back and do this again to the next guy. It's 658 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Prices are high. Where outdoor power headquarters, Steel, Ego, Craftsman, and Aaron's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know about you, but in this world of constant stress and overwhelming anxiety, there are very few things that I find more triggering than the waning battery life of a slightly obsolete cell phone. Oh, sure, I can worry about things like my health, my finances, or the melting of polar ice caps. I can handle that stuff. 
But getting on a domestic flight with my cell phone charged at less than 30%, that's when I begin to panic. Sure, that may not seem like a serious situation to some, but for the rest of us, it's a desperate race against time, and I'm not the only one that feels this way. Yesterday, former NFL defensive back Adam Pacman Jones was arrested for disorderly conduct and public intoxication following reports of an unruly airline passenger making terroristic threats during his departure at the Cincinnati-Kentucky International Airport. According to reports, Jones was arrested after he insisted that he be moved to another seat when the phone charger that he just purchased inside the airport was not working. Further, de- further details of the incident have not yet been made public. All we know is he was arrested immediately after the plane was forced to turn around before takeoff. Jones denies that he made terroristic threats or that he was intoxicated. I mean, after all, it was a 6 a.m. departure. Now, I understand that making terroristic threats on an airplane on the 22nd anniversary of September 11th seems like a very bad idea. However, the man just spent money on a defective charging cable. If there was ever a justifiable outburst on a departing domestic flight, then this might just be it. Sure, I suppose he would have been better off grabbing a charging cable from home, but who of us, I mean, who are any of us to judge when a guy forgets to pack a few things, including the essentials, extra draws, a change of socks, an Apple USB-C lightning cable with a universal adapter? Would you have acted any differently, or are you too good for threatening outbursts sparked by the looming threat of an inadequately charged cell phone? Because i got to tell you, I'm not. Get me down to 5%, and I'm going to start acting up. But hey, and if my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Go to the Big E, go to the Rocky's booth, get a Traeger wood fire grill, an Uni pizza oven, get Carhartt workwear, and pick it up at the nearby Agawam Rockies or any Rockies that's convenient for you. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 1071 at 69 Giggity in downtown Springfield. Uh, next hour, we'll give you the keyword to cash just after 8 o'clock. Your chance to win $1,000. Uh, how about a round of Am I the A-hole? I'm ready. All right. This one's about female products. Hope you can stand it. Am I the A-hole for leaving uh, maxi pads in the visible place in the bathroom? My husband, 30, his friend, 30, and I are currently on vacation sharing a rented apartment with just one bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I had my time and uh, brought, uh, bought uh, bought some pads. I left them on the bathroom counter in a semi-sheer bag where they weren't even visible. These are clean ones. They're not used. Okay. Uh, however, my husband thought this was inappropriate and could make his friend uncomfortable, and knowing that someone is in the, is in the apartment bleeding. I argued that this is a natural process and should not be considered gross or dirty, Women shouldn't be ashamed or stigmatized because of it, as this has historically caused women to suffer. My husband didn't respond, but I'm still wondering if I was in the wrong for leaving the pads this way. Am I the a-hole? No, you're not. I don't think she's the a-hole at all. I think she's absolutely right. It's a product. It's just like having toilet paper next to the toilet. It's the same thing. If If you're leaving like used toilet paper on the counter, that would be one thing. But you're, but you're not. You're disposing of it in a proper way. Well, some people get really grossed out by the even the idea of it. You know, having grown up in a house full of women, you had to go to the drugstore and buy these things anyway. <laughs> you know, hey, could you pick up some uh, pads for me on the way yeah. home? Yeah, sure, I guess so. What are you embarrassed about? Why, they're not for you. It's very clear they're not for you. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why this guy's all bent out of shape. I mean, it's... It, it's uh, 
it's a natural thing that uh, you know they got to be stored somewhere. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to use them as uh, as pillows and mattresses for my He-Man dolls. <laughs> really? Well, why not? Huh? Well. Can, uh, perfectly good uh, uh, pillow for He-Man. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're designed for another purpose uh, and, and and not for your pleasure. No, not for my pleasure at all. But uh, that's a, that's actually a good use for them. Yeah. I suppose, but well, it's listen. Like, when uh, you know He Man has Skeletor over for a weekend, he's going to need a guest bedroom. So you got to take it like an oh, what? I'll just take a rollaway pad out of right. the uh, out of the closet. Yeah, you know, like a a paper towel would have done that too. Fold it up into like a little square or rectangle. Yeah, but now you're you're talking uh, now you're talking like a bed in a bag or bed in a box versus a sleep number. I mean, you're you you. You're saying a paper towel would be sufficient enough to be a good orthopedic fit for He-Man or Man-at-Arms? Steve, you do realize your plastic action figure doesn't have any uh, feelings in its body, right? That like he doesn't feel pain or discomfort. Like he, your your action your plastic action figure is going to wake up and say, "Oh my God, my neck is killing me." They did in my head when I was playing with them. <laughs> Just saying. He-Man had orthopedic shoes, no. for God's sakes. <laughs> With the Velcro straps. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, I, sure. yeah I have the power and the ability to walk several feet in front of me. But these corns are killing yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, this, this is yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> Where's my Dr. Scholl's sandals? <laughs> Remember those, the Dr. Scholl's sandals? Oh, I do. My mother had uh, several pairs of those. I actually threw one out of the back window of our van when we were on our way to the beach one time, and then she had nothing to wear to the beach. Oh, you little bastard. I know. Yeah. What a little, horrible kid. Little crap. Little craphead. Uh, moving on. Am I the a-hole for telling my parents and brother that if they wanted his ex removed from my wedding pictures, they had to pay for it? Uh, my brother goes through women like I go through socks. What, once a month? Well, once uh, every couple of years yeah, you yeah. change them? I uh, gave him a plus one for my wedding two years ago. He brought his girlfriend at the time. When we were doing the family pictures, he wanted his girlfriend in the pictures. I said we could do some with her and some without. He got mad that I allowed my sister to have her fiancé in all the pictures, and uh, my other brother was allowed to have his boyfriend of five years, but that I had the audacity to exclude his ex-girlfriend of the week. Right? (laughs) My parents said they didn't want any fighting and just just include her. Just make everybody happy. Okay. They were paying for everything, so I said, fine. She isn't in all of the pictures, just the ones with our family and both families. Now, my brother is engaged, and we had the family uh, over last weekend. His fiance saw our wedding picture on the wall and got into a fight with my brother. He never told her that he had been in a serious relationship with her nemesis. He tried explaining to her that they only dated for a short while. She called BS because she was included in the family pictures. She asked to see our wedding album. Sure enough, the girl was in multiple pictures with the family and the in-laws. My brother uh, finally calmed her down, but has asked me to take down the picture or have his ex removed from the photo. I said that it was expensive, so she he, he would have to pay for it. He tried complaining to our parents. They said that I was being childish. I reminded them that they were the ones who insisted I give in to him. I said they were welcome to pay for the editing. They said I was a jerk and that they had already paid for the pictures once. They weren't doing it again. Then why are you telling him to change the pictures then? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I, I guess I don't really understand jealousy like that. Yeah, okay, so you're now with another woman, 
okay, and the other woman sees a picture with you uh, of you from years ago, yeah, and she gets jealous and it turns out to be her nemesis. Okay, yeah. did uh, did he realize that this woman was the nemesis all the way back then? He Could he have, have anticipated that at one day? He would be dating this woman's nemesis. I don't no, think so. Because he was just uh, he was just getting some. He wasn't worried about the future of yeah. what was going to happen. You know, honest disclosure and just an acceptance that uh, of the here and now. Yeah. should eliminate a lot of jealousy. It you know, whatever should. whoever someone dated in the past has no bearing on who they're dating now. No, but if you didn't say how close you were, yeah, with the nemesis. Yeah, that could be causing some problems. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the nerve to insist that somebody change their wedding pictures because of who is included. That's none of your business. Well, I remember that time at the beach, and I uh, I had to get my photo removed from that guy I was working for because he would have recognized me. Yes. So I had to go bring that photo to the Photoshop <laughs> to have it have have me removed, and then they removed him. Right, wrong guy. Yeah, yeah wrong guy. Yeah. yeah. Man, that was a good time. But uh, this part, uh, one of the comments said, sounds like you... S- Sounds like you saw this something like this coming and suggested not having her in every picture. He insisted. Now he's trying to make it your problem, which he is. Yeah. He's, he is kind of making it there uh, his problem or the other guy's problem. I don't know. I think it's the I think it's the brother and his new girlfriend that are the problem. They are the a holes. Uh, moving along, one last one. You ready? Yep. Am I the a hole for telling my downstairs neighbor that me expressing milk for my preemie baby will be my priority over his sleep? So my daughter was born over three months early. She's doing okay, but still has periods where she uh, gets uh, bratties, which is some sort of like condition where the baby stops breathing, oxygen saturation drops, and her body goes bright blue. Perfectly healthy kid. She does this (laughs) at least once a day, and because of this, she's still in the NICU with no current projection for when she's coming home. The only thing I can do is uh, to help her is give her cuddles and provide her milk, which means expressing for 20 minutes minimum on each breast every two to three hours, including overnight. I have also had problems with fleas in my home. They've Mm. been awful for everyone in my area this year, so I've torn up all carpets and thrown away my sofa and mattress, so I'm currently sleeping on the floor on a blow-up mattress with my fiancé. This means that any noise I make, no matter how much I try to minimize it, carries downstairs to my neighbor. I express milk over once a night, once at 11.30 p.m., 1 a.m., and then 6.30 a.m. Oh, my God. My neighbor, drew, uh, my neighbor downstairs knocked on my door this morning and complained about my 1 a.m. alarm waking him up. I apologized and told him that I can't turn that specific alarm off because it's the expression that impacts my milk flow, and doing that expression will prompt me to produce more milk over the day. I'm already under stress enough that my milk flow has already been impacted. I was producing around 100 milliliters, and now I'm down to 50 to 70. I need the alarms because I can't express my ex- expressions. I already feel guilty enough that I'm not producing as much as I was. I explained all of this to him, and he still said that it wakes him up, and he can't sleep after it wakes him up. I again apologized and said, I can't set my alarm between 1 a.m. and 3.30 a.m., and he can choose from between those times. He said I should just turn the alarm off, and I responded that I can't because I can't afford to sleep through my expression times. He then said I should express after 5 a.m., which is impossible because the hormones that help me produce more milk are at their peak between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Does he not understand this? 
<laughs> he complained about him waking up, and I angrily responded that my daughter is premature and she needs my milk, and I will do everything to make sure that she's got as much as she needs, including waking you up at 1 a.m. because I need to express she's my priority, not your sleep. I closed the door in his face. I just spoke to one of my friends, and she's telling me that I'm the a-hole because my daughter is eating every three hours, and I'm making just enough milk every time for at least one meal for her. So if it won't hurt her not to express the 1 a.m. expression, but it is honestly the most important expression for milk production. So am I the a-hole for not stopping expressing at 1 a.m. even though it wakes up my neighbor? Yes. Sounds like you're a little worked up, like there may be some hormonal things that are exploding inside of you right now. She does sound like she's under a lot of stress. It sounds now, like having she's a, a child. Oh, she's stressed. Listen, she has a child in NICU. I can only imagine that yes. that would cause uh, a tremendous amount of expre- uh, stress for everybody. But that still doesn't give you an excuse to be a jerk by waking everybody else up. Because of what you got going on. Yeah, no, I, I I get that. But on the other hand, I also get the idea that the downstairs neighbor is being maybe a little intolerant of a very unusual situation. You know, that maybe... Well, he just doesn't understand that uh, the hormones are the best during expression time, which is 1 a.m. Did you not listen to what she just said? No, I totally listened to it. I'm just saying that, you know, that it, uh, you know, maybe... Maybe he's overreacting. She's overreacting. Maybe what you have here is an apartment complex loaded with a-holes. Uh, this is a, a, a comment. I'm really sorry for the situation you're in. I appreciate how hard it must be for you, but I'm afraid you're the a-hole. Legally, he is entitled to reasonable enjoyment of his home, which you are preventing. If you are stop someone else sleeping every single night for weeks on end, you ruin their life. That's a huge thing. You need to work out uh, how to do what you need without destroying him like that. Maybe you and your partner could take turns to wear headphones at night with an alarm that goes uh, directly to those. Find some other solution. Don't just say you don't give a F about imposing severe and persistent sleep deprivation on those around you. You dumbass. And there you Good go. Good answer. That's, uh, that's another round of Am I the A-Hole with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Do your job! 732. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to get up to a five thousand dollars sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com/family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Get ready. It's preliminary erection day. Steve, I believe it's pronounced election. Oh. Oh. Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, it's really it's okay. not as exciting, but I mean, that's uh, well, important had to a know the difference. Preliminary erection before? No, no. I usually don't have a workup to it. I usually just you know go right up, uh, right into it. I usually have one when I think about what I'm going to think about. <laughs> I usually get one when I ride the bus. Today, Mike. Well, sometimes that happens to you. And you don't want to get up and show everybody, so you just sit there and you miss your stop. I think it's the uh, vibration from the engine. Uh, well, when you ride over that back wheel, mm-hmm. that's the best place to be on a bus. You're right about that. Uh, today marks a significant day throughout the Commonwealth as it ushers in Election Day for numerous municipalities across the state. Here's a few key ones to keep an eye on. You ready? I'm ready. The Boston City Council. Keep your eye on that one. 
Tuesday's preliminary election for the Boston City Council will be pivotal, especially for city councilors Kendra Lara of District 6 and Richard Arroyo of District 5, who are running for re-election amid a series of controversi- controversies that have tainted their pretty political careers. <laughs> tainted. Lara currently faces nine criminal charges after she allegedly crashed her car into a Jamaica playing home in July. According to a police report, the city council member was driving twice the speed limit with a suspended license in an unregistered and uninsured car. But please, vote for me today. Of course, that's in Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so none of us are going to vote in the Boston election. Uh, last week, Lara released a report from the Crash Lab, an accident reconstruction company, that said she showed she was actually driving 27 miles per hour, not 25, as the police report stated. Well, Interesting. It's going to make uh, two extra miles an hour a big difference. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Arroyo's city council career has been marked by a series of recent controversies. Last year, while he was running for Suffolk uh, County District Attorney, the Boston Globe published an investigative piece on two decades-old sexual assault allegations against Arroyo. Although he was never charged in each case, the controversy has led to temporary suspension from the office. Ooh, it's a heated one up in Boston for the city council. Hmm. Uh, Haverhill, the mayor, council, and school committee. That's a one to watch, too. Uh Uh-huh. The Waltham mayoral and city council race. That's a huge one. I'll keep my eye out. The Newton city council race. Mm. Peabody. Peabody. The city council there. And then finally, the Springfield city council, which, uh, you know, brings us to the local area again. Well, thank you very much for swinging around and bringing it back. Didn't you want to hear about the scumbags up in Boston who are running for their uh, pieces? You're going to find this um, uh, hard to imagine, but I actually have very little interest in what's going on with the city elections in Boston. Well, how about in Springfield? Today is said to be a crowded one in Springfield with 21 candidates vying for five at-large seats on city council. Three at-large incumbents, Sean Curran, Katerie Walsh, and Tracy Lynette of uh, Whitfield, are uh, campaigning for re-election Meanwhile, two other at-large counselors, Justin Hurst and Jesse Letterman, are campaigning for mayor. The rest of the candidates, Juan Caraballo, Nicole Coakley, Jose Mm -hmm. Delgado, Drew Keaton, L, Deborah Fletcher, Lynn Gask, Juan Francisco Latore, Mike Lee, Jerry Martin, Soraya Denise McClaya, Willie Naylor, Edward Nunez, Thomas Oakley, Kim Marie Rivera, Norman Rowland, Brian Santanello, Mm -hmm. Charles uh, Anthony Stokes, and Jonathan Verrett. I think I got them all. Uh, I don't think you left anybody out. That's a lot of people to be uh, voting for. You know, that's a, that's going to be a, an interesting election, of course. But you know what uh, What election really uh, really gets my focus? What's that? You see this story out of Virginia? Uh, a Virginia Democratic uh, candidate running for the Commonwealth House of Delegates is being accused of performing sex acts with her husband in front of an online audience, encouraging viewers to send them tip money. Uh, Susanna Gibson, who is running in a competitive race in suburban Richmond for the House of Delegates, allegedly uh, used a platform known as Chatterbait to stream sex acts with her husband. It's chat your bait. Whatever it is, uh, she was using that platform to perform certain sex acts, and now she wants to be an elected official. Finally. Yeah. A candidate we somebody, can all get behind. Somebody I can get behind. That's right. Just like her husband that, did. Listen, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you don't see anybody in Springfield willing to do that with a spouse on online. What? What's so wrong about that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, what two 
consenting adults well, choose to do about. in front of a webcam is really up to them and no. their subscribers. It's not like uh, you're randomly walking into a men's room and tapping somebody's toe and saying, hey, uh, would you like a little help with the urinal? I see that you have a wide stance. Uh, yes. May I help you with yeah, something? Yes. Uh, are you tapping my toe or am I tapping your toe? Would you happen to have a quote-unquote square to spare? Oh, no. I don't have a square to spare, but I do have a Thor hammer that you can use. Um, You're right. I mean, uh, why should people be bothered by this? Doesn't mean that she, listen, she certainly seems to have command of the situation. Maybe she was just a born leader. Uh, yeah. Uh, she is definitely a born mm -hmm. leader. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, she's hot. She's a very attractive woman. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't mind tipping the, uh, the campaign slush fund. <laughs> <laughs> Believe that's why they were wearing uh, plastic bags yes. in this video. Yes. Uh, in fact, you know what? If there were a candidate, and I'm not suggesting that anybody in the Springfield area jump on board this idea, but it ain't going to hurt you. It would be interesting if a local candidate, if it were discovered that they had been involved in this kind of activity. Yeah, but who would you want to see locally in it? In I, I can't off the top of my head think of anybody, but but nevertheless, it wouldn't. It wouldn't change my vote. No? Nope. Not at all. Not in the least. Hell no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I support this woman wholeheartedly. I would, you know, I don't typically agree to put lawn signs on my property. Oh, I'd put a lawn sign up all day long. I'd construct a billboard in yeah, my front yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the Pornhub logo <laughs> on the bottom of it. <laughs> well, I think I've seen her in a couple of videos. Yeah, yeah. she's had a lot of stepdads. She, oh, yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's had a lot of yeah. uh, twelve-inch sausage uh, the sausages delivered to the house. A lot of broken homes. This gal comes from. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. she has. But uh, oh, yeah. she'll have uh, she'll have gums flapping. That's for damn sure. I uh, I'm really interested in this now. It's a good story. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Not a problem. The revelation marked an explosive turn in a contest that will carry significant weight in determining the balance of power in the Virginia General Assembly. The race has attracted large amounts of spending and interest for an off-year legislative race. Democrats control the Senate by a four-vote margin. And so it's all about control. You know, let's find out what we can find out about this gal. And then they, uh, they show her... Uh, Doing well at the polls, if you will. <laughs> Where did she come in in those polls? Oh yeah, yeah. listen. Did she come on those? Uh, come in good on those polls? I don't know, but she's the face of a new generation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have seen the filibuster she pulled out at the end. <laughs> who's the Who's that Phil guy? <laughs> well, that's her campaign manager. Yeah. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Right well, there. listen, I, I think it's uh, it's great that in spite of all that, she's still looking to become a head of state. She's a uh, she's hot. She's very uh, she's a very yeah. attractive woman. That's she's Susanna a, Gibson. Yeah. See, that's the kind of mudslinging you don't want to see. <laughs> nice gal from Virginia, just getting creamed in the polls. <laughs> It's, it's a sad, sad day for politics. Sad day. I think we should end it there. <laughs>
Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to see a mix of sun and clouds, maybe a rain shower this afternoon. High of 79. Tomorrow, uh, thunderstorms with a high of 69 giggity. It is 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm st- and, now, and the polls are open. <laughs> And that's the news on Rock 102. If you're injured in an accident, make the call to a fighter, a winner. I called Mark E. Salomon. And I got way more than I thought I'd get. Tell the insurance company you mean business. Call the law offices of Mark E. Salomon right now. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749 Journey with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, going to be a mix of sun and clouds today. Could see a shower or two with a high of 69 giggity tomorrow. Uh, thunderstorms with a high of uh, 70. It is 69 giggity right now in downtown Springfield. This week on Baxi's musical podcast, my guest is uh, the legendary Richard Lloyd from the band Television. Uh, really cool interview. He talks about uh, not only... Uh, being the very first band to play, the very first rock band to play at CBGB's in New York, but also talks about hanging out with some of the biggest names in in music: Keith Richards, Jimi Hendrix, Keith Moon. It's a really cool story, and he's going to be performing on uh, at the Parlor Room in Northampton on Saturday. Uh, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, and Rock 102's uh, website. It's all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready for our new bit? We're doing bits? What are we, are we, bits now? Well, we got rid of that now here, this thing. And All right. And uh, this one, it's called Won't You Be My Neighbor. Oh, Jesus. Won't you be my neighbor? Well, there goes the neighborhood. There does go the neighborhood. Uh, last week, I put out a call uh, for people to send in their local community forums, uh, whether it be the Next Door app or your... Facebook community forum or any number of different things where people can post messages for your right. town. Uh, I'd like to see those. Okay. Because we, and then we can talk about them and uh, point out how ridiculous people are. Well, do you happen to have any uh, handy? I do. And this one uh, is from the Hawkman. Now, let me give you a little backstory on this. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Hannah Devines. It was a restaurant out in where? Yeah, we've done uh, work releases out there. Well, you're not going to do one anymore because it was closed. It was announced last week that a popular restaurant uh, in Ware has permanently closed its doors. It's Hannah Devine's Restaurant, which opened its doors seven years ago, has become a staple in the local community. The restaurant had a reputation for serving traditional American cuisine with a modern twist, but recently decided to announce its closure in a Facebook post. They stated in part, after careful consideration, I've decided to go in a different direction, and with a heavy heart, I've made the decision to close Hannah Devine's to the public. The restaurant also thanked its customers for the support over the years. Moreover, Gail Marie's uh, gourmet popcorn will handle anyone's catering function needs going for- forward. No, oh, that's good. So if you didn't like burgers, uh, you can always go settle for popcorn. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's an adequate uh, replacement. But this is from the the Ware Community Forum. Where right? Community Forum? Their Community Forum. Right? This woman writes. I bumped into Hannah's owner's mom at the nail salon today. This already sounds like one of those Sloan posts. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's in this girl that Hannah Devine's closed. I guess it's pretty serious. Number one, they're not hurting for money. That ain't why they're closed. Number two, people don't want to work. That's why they're closed. Number three, will they honor gift cards? Why don't you personally ask them? Number four, this mom was heartbroken for her daughter. As she explained, people would work for a week and just quit. Or people would leave the line in the middle of the shift. So, yes, the owner was stressed. 
If people aren't willing to work anymore, what's the future look like for our economy? We can point fingers at people, other people, or the town for the crumbling economy, but you need to point a finger at yourself if you or a dependent of yours is not contributing to society. Don't blame others for the consequences of your own actions. Don't want to work? Don't blame a business for closing its doors because nobody wants to work! I yield my time. And uh, was this person the manager of this place? <laughs> no, but that's that's what I'm yeah. talking about with these these like you know secondhand information from people who may or may not know what they're talking about because they witnessed something firsthand. How do I know you're telling the truth? It's a Facebook post. Well, you know, uh, lots of restaurants have uh, have had uh, issues with uh, un- unable to find. Uh, help. I know that there's like a restaurant in town not too long ago. I yeah. posted something on Facebook saying they were temporarily closed until they can find cooks. Okay. Well, wouldn't it be in the best interest of somebody doing that, running those places, to find out how the other guy's doing it? Yeah, because he's probably poached another, you know, some cooks but, from another place. But I'm saying there's got there's a way that things are working in other places. As a yeah, business but, owner, but even, you would think you would say, what are you doing different than I'm doing that I can't keep employees versus you keeping employees? Well, maybe uh, maybe they treat their people a little bit better than you. You never know. You never know. That's what I, I'm saying. I, like, I don't know. But, but, but as a business owner, I would be like, all right, what do they do? Why is this guy so successful and I'm not? I offer perfectly good food. I offer a great atmosphere. What is the what is the what that guy's doing that I'm not doing? Well, sometimes it's just the luck of the draw. You know, like some guys are lucky to have found people who want to stay and other people, you know, just can't for any number of reasons yeah. and to find people to replace those positions or to fill them is very difficult. That's why every restaurant and every small business is going through the same exact thing. They are, but there are successful ones that are there's ones that are doing it successfully. So that's what I'm saying. Why yeah. wouldn't you find out what the successful ones are doing in order for you to continue being successful? It's easy to say nobody wants to work. It's easy to say that. Yeah, right. But is that really the truth, that nobody wants to work? Or nobody wants to work eight jobs in order to make a living in this, in this country? Uh, I think that's a good part of it. But you know, not every small business owner can pay you know, top dollar to uh, to attract good workers. But there's ways to to re to shift your. Obviously, people are doing it and are doing it successfully. So, what are you doing that you're not doing that the other guys doing to make? Well, if it were an easy answer, I think everybody would be doing it. But I don't think it's a simple answer. But I'm saying, rather than complain about it, yeah, find out. What's going on? Well, what's this lady writing the uh, the letter for? Uh, what I mean, what's she doing with her extra time? Why doesn't she apply to that place and uh, well, you know, help out? Well, I was going to kind of ask the same thing. I'm yeah. Like, well, here you are complaining about it on, uh, oh, I don't see you picking up a, uh, an apron yeah. or you a s- spatula. You, you certainly had time to pick up your phone and complain about uh, about something online. Uh, Why don't you take some of that uh, spare time and funnel it into an extra job at, uh, at uh, Hannah Devine's? Uh, maybe. Get that place up and rolling again. Yes.
Well, there you go. Wasn't that fun that we uh, we, yeah. got, we got out to meet our neighborhood? Yeah, it's, 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 it's these are our good. neighborhoods. Yeah. If you have any of these posts from your community forums, please send them to Steve at rock102.com. It's 757 at Rock 102. Classic Rock, it's 811, and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 81 tomorrow. Thunderstorms with a high of 71. Right now, it's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Steve. Bax. It's time for the keyword to cash. Oh, wonderful. Today's keyword is the word cash. That's cash is in c-a-s-h you you keep spelling that and i'll be right yeah you go right ahead go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com and uh, enter the enter the word cash for a chance to win one thousand dollars you have until midnight tonight to enter today's thousand dollar keyword for a chance to win one thousand bucks again the keyword is cash c-a-s-h good luck from rock 102 springfield's classic rock sorry i had to grab my coffee understood you need a coffee. You need a coffee to keep you going in the morning. Well, you know, you're going to need a morning co- buzz. Yeah, I know. Well, you need a coffee to keep yourself uh, calm during this story. Uh, the state of Massachusetts could mm-hmm. be forced to change its flag and motto under a proposed uh, proposal filed by a group who argue that it symbolizes the brutal suppression of its region's indigenous people at the hands of colonial governments. The legislation, if approved, would require the state legislature to pass a measure ordering to change the seal, and if it fails to do so, would require the governor to issue an executive order mandating the changes. All right. The bill is filed by a group of Weymouth residents, states that Massachusetts citizens, quote, continue living with a great dishonor and deep and the deep stain as a result of the treacherous, murderous ways of Captain Miles Standish and his dishonorable ink, ilk over an April 6, 1623 surprise attack that killed several indigenous leaders. Uh, according to the bill, uh, it is particularly difficult to see how the menacing image of Captain Miles Standish's arm and broadsword held above the head of the indigenous native benefits the proud people of the Commonwealth. Uh, the bill would also require the state to change the name of Miles Standish State Park in Plymouth to the Massachusetts State Park to honor the indigenous natives of the then Wessagusset colony known as the Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yes. The proposal comes as a uh, state commission formed several years ago to consider changing in the state flag and motto continues to work on a new design. The commission is expected to file the final report on its efforts by mid-November. Now, yeah, I have uh, been living in Massachusetts for a predominant part of my entire life at this point. Uh, I don't even barely remember the Massachusetts flag half the time anyway. I don't. I just don't pay much attention to it. I pay attention to the American flag, and I pay attention to the exits in the room. But I don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to the Massachusetts flag. You know, I uh, I can see both sides of an argument. You know what I mean? Sure. You throw this out there, and there's a group. There's groups of indigenous people who say, you know what, this kind of reminds us, uh, you know, like the Confederate monuments in the South. Like uh, these these things were hurtful to our people, and you know, to be reminded of them all the time uh, really shouldn't be. However, on the other hand, um, <clears throat> these weren't done by us. Like we didn't do this. We didn't. 
I know we live here and it's been, you know, hundreds of years since uh, all this stuff happened and right. and whatnot. I never once, it never even once crossed my mind. Actually, I didn't even really know what was on the Massachusetts state flag until about five minutes ago. So <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, most people in Massachusetts did, could, most people in Massachusetts couldn't identify it. And, you know, you start all these things like we gotta change this and we gotta change that. They're trying to they were trying to do it in Amherst a few years ago, and they successfully did it with several businesses. I know the uh, the Lord Jeffrey Inn is yep. now called the Inn at Boldwood because of the you know, the horrible things that uh Jeffrey Amherst did. Yeah. You know, and we had our wedding There's a guy there. named Jeff. You can't trust a guy named no, Jeff. I would never uh, put, uh, you know, trust into a man named Jeff. You know, we had our uh, our wedding yeah. at uh, at the Lord Jeff, now the Boltwood Inn. Yeah. And, you know, one of the uh, the table uh, you know settings, the things that everyone could have fought for after the the wedding was over, yeah. we were going to have like a like a bouquet of flowers on top of a blanket that had uh, smallpox on oh, it. Oh, I, I love the smallpox I got from your wedding. Sure beats that little basket of uh, Jordan almonds that no one wants to eat. Or rice. Oh, I know. Who wants to throw rice or But you throw a blanket with po- yeah. with, uh, with a communicable disease. That's fun. Hey, you got yourself a good time there. The uh, This legislation has been filed like every two years for the last two decades. It has never gotten any traction. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, and in, in many areas of Massachusetts, they've changed the name of like uh, like team mascots in Massachusetts. Yeah. Like the Redskins are done. The Sachems are uh, considered to be derogatory terms, and they have been removed from a lot of high schools. Okay. And so you, so you have that. But then if you take away this, this image of, uh, of the Native American, on the on the state's flag, what would you replace it with? Nothing. I wouldn't replace it with anything. How about it, the outline of the state? How about you just do that and then everybody's happy? Well, my big question was: Do we really need a state flag? No, we don't. That's it, th- th- this is another thing. Like, just eliminate the um, the symbol altogether. Who cares? Who really? What? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how I can afford groceries every week. I'm not really so concerned about the Indian that's on the flag of yeah. the Massachusetts state flag. You know what I'm worried about right now, Steve? What? More than the Massachusetts state flag and yeah. what we uh, use. I'm more worried about the person who's spending the extra money from our Disney Plus uh, subscription that they're going to want to charge me $3 for aping onto their uh, yeah. their account. Those are the kinds of things I'm worried about. These are the real problems that are going on. Yeah, these are real world yeah. issues, not whether or not we have to change the flag. If you want to change the flag, here's an idea, a real novel approach. Replace it with nothing. We don't need a flag. Everyone knows where Massachusetts is. We all know where the border is. The GPS tells you every time you cross the state line. Pick a pick a pick a color and go with it. Uh, puce. No, just leave it blue. Leave it blue the way it is with nothing on it. It's a white flag. I thought it was a blue flag. No, it's a white flag. Oh, it's a blue emblem. A blue, a blue emblem yeah. with the uh, with the Native American in the blue el- All right. emblem. So just a, a white flag, like you know what we surrender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and the arm with the with the sword above the emblem. I didn't realize that was the arm of Colonel Miles Standish. I just thought that was a severed arm. And is that him killing an indigenous person? Is that what it's uh, indicating that that's what he did and that's how we got this land? Well, I have to tell you, severed limbs rarely kill other people. Yeah, yeah, they they really don't have the get up and go that's necessary to kill anybody. I guess flags were like the original uh, etchings on the back of uh, windshields. Now, 
you know, like, uh, rest in peace, uh, whoever your family member is that died. Right. This is the way to do it back in the day. Like when you and I were drawing penises on, on each other's yeah, windshields, yeah. this is basically the new flag. Yeah, somebody went around and drew uh, drew indigenous people in, uh, in, in arms uh, indicating they were killing them uh, on, yeah. all around Massachusetts. Now, if again, if you're that bothered... This was the original penis drawing. <laughs> exactly. That's not a severed arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's no sword. That's a baby holding an a-, a baby arm holding an apple. Yeah. I mean, if you're really bothered by it, if if people are really all that uh, that twisted up about this, let's just fold up this flag and just leave the pole standing because we really don't need it. We're yeah, kind of beyond I, it. I, I don't understand why why everybody gets all up in arms about this stuff. It's like stop making them. Just stop making that particular flag. Yeah, I just say, hey, you know what? We're done. We're we're done using that thing because here's the problem. And this was what I was trying to get at with the Amherst thing. Yeah, when you change something so drastically, so suddenly, you have to like that emblem is on everything. It's on all the state vehicles. It's on podiums. It's on you know. It's it's plastered everywhere that has anything to do with the state of Massachusetts. Right. You're going to have to change all of that. You know how costly that is to change emblems and signs? You know how much a sign costs just to have a sign? You know, the sign outside of our building here probably cost a good penny to make. Yeah, that cost a severed arm and a leg. That's what I'm saying. It'll cost you, yeah, it'll cost you a life and a, and a severed arm. You know, we could, we could still be a state, a commonwealth. Yeah. With no flag. Right. It's, po- it's possible to, to do it. Yeah, because all it is is just an item. It's just an item. It's just and you're a- getting all mad about it, yeah. and there's so many more important things to worry about. It's a symbol that nobody really notices. But uh, when they were talking about changing the name of the town of Amherst to what New Amherst, I don't know what they were going to call to it. To West Boltwood. Yeah, West Boltwood. Um it was pointed out that you would have to change zip codes. You're screwing up all of these systems because your town has been that way for the last 200 and something years. Yeah. And now you want to change it. And now you're like, yeah, well, I don't really care about screwing up the postal system or any of the other kind of number of th- addresses and all these other things. As long as that name is stricken from the record. Yeah, because a guy 300 years ago did something really, 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 really bad. I don't understand why we can't all just acknowledge that horrible things happened and we didn't do them. Yeah. But we're not going to do that again. But you see, the thing about... Because we're better than these people that were that created this emblem. Well, you know, the the problem is, and this is kind of, you know, it's kind of missing the point a little bit, but, you know, it is applicable to a certain degree, is that we we really don't care for certain parts of our history because they're really ugly and not real uh, nice to think about. But it's still part of our history. But- and the reason why we are here in the way we are here is because we have learned from all that history. Right. It, it, things aren't perfect. And 50, 50 to 100 years from now, people will be looking at 2023 and say, like, can you believe those people were thinking that way? That's offensive. Listen, I get it. You go to Germany, there's not Nazi flags anywhere. No. In fact, they don't really like talking about it Matter of fact, most of that stuff is in museums. You can go to a museum and see all the horrific things that people did. Right. 
And it's, not, and it's not to celebrate that. No. It's, it is to... It's to display it to show you what happened and how we came to be and how we right. got to this part It, it grants historical perspective. So why can you not just educate people going, listen, this Captain Miles, he was not really a great guy. He was kind of a backstabber, to tell you the truth. Or a front stabber. A front stab, stab. He'd stab you no matter where you were. He didn't care how he stabbed you. He had a severed arm. We put it on the flag, and all of a sudden, now he's a bad guy. But you know what? We don't do that anymore. And uh, unfortunately, this uh, th- this flag that we have has a, a pictograph of, <laughs> of what he did. Yeah. But we're not going to do that again. So... There you go. That's a, uh, a stark reminder of what uh, kind of a-holes we were back in the day. Day 23 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Devin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown give you the forecast there. You know, if you are gonna, if you miss any part of uh, today's show, I feel very sorry for you because you've really missed a hell of a show. Uh, we've really put 110% into this and really moved the needle and pushed the envelope. Uh, check out the daily podcast. That way, if you miss it, you can go back and listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it without the hassle of commercials or music. It's just it's just us. And it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke and uh, on allonrock102.com. You know, I just uh, was scrolling Facebook and I see this guy uh, cooking a chicken inside of a hollowed out watermelon. And he describes it as uh, chicken and watermelon and Smirnoff raspberry. And this chicken is just sitting in this hollowed out uh, watermelon that he obviously cooked or baked or something. I can't imagine that tasting good at all. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really understand why some people do what they do with food. Well, I also, uh, you know... Uh, I also had a bad experience with Smirnoff raspberry once. Oh, really? Which was gross. I got sick on the way home, you know, the morning after. Yeah. And I uh, I, I uh, tossed my cookies in the car. In the car? In the car. Oh, I couldn't. It was, it was almost. I was like a half a mile from my mother's house. Oh, couldn't God. make it. Awful. Couldn't make it. And uh, so, uh, so looking at something like that does not look appetizing at all. You know, and I need a crispy chicken. I don't need you know, something boiled. Mm, I, I don't. Uh, I don't like chicken skin that's like in liquid. Right. I, I like unless a, you're I, making a soup. Unless you're like uh, but cooking I take, off but, all the. But I take the skin off. Right. You know. But you know, I mean, like when the when the vulgar chef chef makes something, you know, he makes something with the idea that it could potentially be good. Yeah. And then he ruins it somehow. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. But this, every every aspect of this sounds disgusting. It's gross. Yes. It's, it looks gross, and I can't even, even chicken and maybe the watermelon alone, but when you're adding Smirnoff raspberry. Yeah. Nah. You know what? If, if you served me a platter of chicken, okay, and then you gave me a couple slices of watermelon yeah. and, a, and a shot of Smirnoff raspberry, I could stomach that. Mm, mix wow. it all together that i'm not going to appreciate that in the least i don't think i don't think i could get past the smirnoff raspberry well that's just, just the watermelon chicken maybe well that's because you've got a history of it but yeah. if it's chicken and watermelon separately yeah. that's fine i got no that's you know you'd find that on the fourth of july half the half the time i like a good vodka sauce who would do like vodka sauce but i don't like smirnoff raspberry all over my chicken no 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 no, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's horrible. 
Yeah, it's just like it's like it's like a frat house meal. <laughs> this is basically you telling the world and then taking pictures of it that you don't really care what goes into your system. This uh, this almost seems like you have uh, perhaps a, an issue with alcohol uh, that you just decided, hey, you know, it tastes really good if we pour this smear off raspberry over this chicken inside of a watermelon, and bam, you got it done. Yeah, you know what it says to me. Uh, uh, that uh, Smirnoff raspberry is gross, and I got to get rid of it somehow. <laughs> this is yeah. Let's let's try doing this. Yeah, let's just let's just mix everything we have left in the house. Yeah, I hate to waste it because I did spend fifteen dollars on the bottle, but this is disgusting. It's like one of those websites that you just throw in ingredients. Uh, and, hey, what do you have left in your house? We'll make you a meal. Oh, I have Smirnoff raspberry, a watermelon, and a roaster chicken. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your 35. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. It's brought to you by Health New England. They're here with you every step of the way. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. An embattled uh, property management company has sold several properties in Springfield. Springfield Gardens manages about 50 buildings and 1,300 units. <laughs> units <laughs> in the city and several of their properties have been condemned in the past the city has filed dozens of complaints against the housing company in court according to records of the handing uh, registry of deeds the following properties were listed as sold to a property management company in west springfield on august 28th uh all the i'm not going to list all the addresses but the uh, 22 news i team contacted richard herbert the attorney representing Springfield Gardens, he confirmed the sale of the uh, properties and was not aware of any other properties scheduled to be sold or purchased. Well, at least we got uh, no more slumlord around. I think the I think one of the problems was this company wasn't even anywhere in the state, the ones that owned it. Well, there's a lot of uh, dirtbag landlords out there yeah. where they can't even figure out how to get a hold of them. Maybe this company in West Springfield, uh, because they're local. Yeah. You could just go over to their house and go, hey, you're not answering the phone, and uh, yeah. Mrs. Kravitz has got a toilet clog. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know if you ever uh, lived in an apartment that was owned by a slumlord. Uh, it's not a lot of fun to live in a slum. No, it's not. You kind of just like, uh, you just kind of feel like, uh, what am I here for? Like, there's got to be another way. And yet... Sometimes financially you don't own any choice but to live under under a slumlord's rule. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I ever had a bad landlord. Oh, I've had bad landlords. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, because uh, most of the people I live with, well, let's see. I didn't have bad landlord. I had bad neighbors. Had uh, I've had, the, the time I had a bad neighbor in an apartment was the time I had the best landlord. I had uh, I used to live with Stompy McStompington mm. upstairs. Yeah. I uh, I lived uh, downstairs from a guy named uh, Drinky the Drunk Guy, oh, the guy yeah. that would drink a lot. Oh, you should get Stompy and Drinky together. Yeah. He was uh, Drinky, and his other nickname was Slappy because he, uh, he was slapping his girlfriend around quite a lot, too. That was the other... Well, uh, hey, delightful I mean, that's, part of, that's neither here nor there. Well, he's now neither here nor there either, because I believe his liver blew out soon after that. Uh, I actually lived uh, above a couple, and this guy, he used to he used to lay a smack down. I had to call the cops. I had to call the cops several times. Yeah. Just because of the uh, the arguing going on down there. I felt I felt bad, because you couldn't do anything. You know what I mean? I know. It, it's, a, it's a terrible... 
it's a terrible position to be in because you I mean you want to call the cops every time it happens and you probably should but it's like yeah part of me didn't want to get involved and part of me felt like I gotta get involved I've got to do something this yeah. can't go on this poor woman it's like it, it, yeah. was, it was so awful and then like the the uh, the final straw was he actually broke into our apartment thinking it was his apartment and he passed out on the kitchen floor oh that's always fun yeah that was good that was good. That's a good landlord. One no, who's the, checking things out while you're not there. Well, no, the, uh, that wasn't the landlord. That was just the guy that lived upstairs. The landlord, when he found this out, went bananas and yeah. evicted the guy immediately. Which is pro- and, and and kept the lady there, allowed her to stay, but said, yeah. this guy cannot this, stay. This guy's got to go. He's got to go. A uh, Wisconsin man competing in Ironman Wisconsin died during the bike portion of the course on Sunday. According to a Facebook post from Ironman, Wisconsin, a race staff member and an off-duty police officer noticed the man in need of support while on the bike uh, portion of the course. They provided immediate medical attention before emergency services transported the athlete to a hospital where he later died. The Dane County Sheriff's Office said the 51-year-old Madison man had suffered a medical event in the town of Cross Plains. This is like one of the reasons why I wouldn't do one of those. You're putting your body through so much stress. Yeah. Like, uh, like I mean, the the bike part is okay. The running the and swimming. the swimming, especially if you're swimming in human excrement. Well, we've con- we we've seen uh, from Will Reichel from West Springfield, you can survive and live a live a normal life after uh, exposing yourself to yep. that. Yep, I think he's one of the lucky ones. You think so? Yeah, no, I do. I like I I don't think he that was supposed to happen where you could just like you know, bounce out of the Connecticut River. Uh, while the uh, while the <laughs> while the poo shafts are releasing their uh, their wares, that's disgusting. I know, but then you had an Ironman competition, and and Will Reichelt and about a thousand other people are swimming in it. Yeah, I love it. And even Mayor swimming in raw sewage. Even Mayor Dom Dom, he doesn't need to do an Ironman competition because he is Iron Man. That's right. I am Iron. What, oh, you're doing my competition. Yeah, Dom Sardo doesn't swim in the river. Yeah. The the river swims around him. Yeah, by the way, you like that waste you're swimming in? That's mine. <laughs> Go ahead and eat it, West Side Will. You do it. Well, he does have that coffee yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah, he does have that coffee cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. Oh, boy. What, uh, what else have we got going on here? Uh, flash floods. There was flash floods yesterday. Did you see... Uh, some of these neighborhoods, people uh, posting pictures yeah. of their like, flooded backyards in Chicopee. Bananas. They closed I-291 last night at the Mass Pike exit because it was flooded. It was completely flooded out. And they had to have the cops out there uh, telling people not to get on or off the highway. I, am I crazy? Or, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard that happening. I, don't, I haven't heard that happening uh, before either. And I didn't. We got some rain yesterday, but nowhere near what uh, these folks in in that area got. Yeah, that's that a, was it, like a, a tor- torrential downpour. I mean, it, I mean, it was coming down very, very hard last night. Yeah, and you know, we've had like so many electrical storms that you just you know, wonder what the hell's going on here. I uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, authorities in Pennsylvania who've been trying to capture an escaped murderer for nearly two weeks pushed back Monday against questions about whether they blew a chance to collar him instead of blaming the complex t- uh, complex terrain in the uh, initial search area for the fugitive's success in, cl- in getting clear of it. Top state and federal officials insisted that the blown perimeter 
around the area where hundreds had been searching for Daniel Souza Cavalcante includes heavy woods, underground tunnels, and drainage ditches. They also said it took more than two hours for news to reach them that he had been spotted outside of the perimeter for the first time. You heard about this guy getting out of jail? Yeah. <clears throat> Snuck behind a fence and then scaled, got up onto a roof and then scaled a, a, a razor wire fence and just walked away. At a news conference, they rejected the suggestion they haven't been using enough searchers and insisted that the effort in its 12th day now favors them, despite the fact that there is no longer a well-defined perimeter or any fresh sightings to report. Robert Clark, the supervisor for the U.S. Marshals uh, Fugitive Task Force in Philadelphia, contended that law enforcement teams have the advantage now that Cavalcante is apparently in a less rural environment in suburban Philadelphia. Well, now we're going to prepare for the long game, and the long game is what we do best. Okay. Well, the short game of keeping him inside didn't do very well. Yeah, I know. But as any golfer would tell you, it's the short game that really matters. Yeah, this guy, uh, this guy's been been out. It, it is pretty weird that you can't, with all the technology that we have, you can't catch this guy that just wandered away from well, prison. I mean, I mean you know. he was in prison for murder. They don't, they don't ship prisoners. You know, like a, like a dog. They don't, they don't do that. No, I know they don't do Although that. Oh, that would be very, very helpful if, if uh, you know, they got out. But, uh, you know, we have uh, surveillance video, and we have things where you can spot where this guy might have gone to. He went to a pretty populated area, and people were seeing the guy walking around, and they still couldn't catch him. Was the orange jumpsuit uh, not a dead giveaway that maybe this guy was uh, not where he needed to be? Well, I don't know. That could be a prisoner or a deer hunter here in Pennsylvania. I don't know. That's true. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 78 tomorrow. Thunderstorms with a high of 69, giggity. It is 71 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Months in saving... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 8.52 in Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 81 tomorrow. Uh, thunderstorms with a high of 71. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. Speaking of uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we're supposed to talk to Gene Cassidy from the uh, the Big E, which opens up on Friday. Uh, when you uh, don't think I have to point this out because I'm sure everybody has this on the calendar. It is my birthday on Friday. And uh, so that's kind of a big deal for everybody. Uh, are we still going on Tuesday, you, me, and Marty? Yeah, we're that's still on. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get our uh, our big E on. All right, because I go eat food. All right, because I just want to make sure that we're still on. I don't want to. Yeah, you know, I don't want. I want to eat light. I uh, I got for breakfast, so gotta, I'm super hungry by the time we get there. I gotta up the Peloton workouts before we go do that. I need to clear the calorie count. Because we're going to be eating a lot of crap. Yeah. I, I'm going to intermittently fast on that day. All right. Just to see how we do. We actually had an offer from a, a listener who wanted to come videotape us doing that. Who? It was a person that just uh, said, somebody, hey. somebody we know? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. So they would that. do it. Well, I don't know. Unless you want your camera stolen. I don't know if that's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know who to trust anymore. I just know that, uh, you know... I'm not eating as much as I used to, so the idea of gorging myself on one day at, uh, yeah, at but, the big, but, yeah, I gotta, but, pay, but, I really gotta pace myself. But again, it, first of all, we're not buying one item each for each of us. 
we're going to buy one item and, and have and a sample it. of it. I like that because, idea. Because uh, there's no way that I'm going to be eating. Uh... Listen, I love to shove a big corn dog down my mouth like everybody else does, but uh, I can't handle that and then another item, yeah. jelly-filled be jelly fried jelly beans or whatever the hell else we're gonna get. I think that's a better strategy to do it this way. Yeah. Because if you just go and like, we all get our own portion, you're gonna be stuffed at like four or five stops. Yeah. Where we split uh, between the three of us, we could maybe get to like twenty five stops. Fifteen. That's stops. what I'm saying. Yeah. We could we could really up the ante. On, I like the uh, idea of this, this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should get a whole video crew out there. Yes, like uh, someone with lighting and sound. Uh, three cameras. Three cameras would be good. A boom mic operator. Maybe like one of those uh, those cameras that's on like a track, so you can you know smoothly oh, yeah, pay, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know glow from one side of the screen to the other. Well, we don't have the money for that kind of production. Oh, well, well, see why could, not? We don't. We can use our iPhones. That's pretty much what they say. Hey, you know what? Uh, you want all this stuff? Hey, just use your iPhone. <laughs> Hey, uh, really cool show coming to the uh, Westfield River Brewing Company. The Dave Matthews Tribute Band, the nation's premier tribute to Dave Matthews, is uh, is coming on uh, Friday, September 22nd. Don't want to miss their only Western Mass stop. All ages. Tickets available at westfieldriverbrewing.com. Dave Matthews Tribute Band, Friday, September 2nd. We actually have a pair of tickets to give away. Ooh. To the 10th caller at 293-1021. Your chance to go see the Dave Matthews Tribute Band. Apparently, they're very, very good. Good luck on Rock 102. That's at uh, Westfield River, right? Yes. Yeah. I uh, I went there Saturday hoping to see uh, my buddy had tickets to this, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, tribute band uh-huh. and the uh, uh, bad, a bad Fish was playing. I get there and the weather turns to crap oh, and they geez. had to tell everybody to go back to your cars and take shelter and then... I, the concert did eventually go on. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't stick around. No, that's it. too but, bad. But it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful place to see a concert. Uh, it's behind the building up on the hill. See, so, I haven't uh, been there, so I haven't, you I haven't gotta seen go, it. You got to go. Yeah. It's actually a, a pretty cool place to to, 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 to see a show. I All just right. wish I had, uh, I wish I hadn't, I wish Mother Nature hadn't ruined things for us the other night. It's too bad. It is too bad. All right. Well, again, 293-1021, 10th caller. Wins those tickets. It's 8.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Tell me 